Hey, have you had the chance to check out C.L. Whiteside's The Non-Microwave Truth? I know I've told you about it before, but if you haven't checked it out yet, now is the time. He's got this genuine faith that encourages me every time I listen to him. To check out The Non-Microwave Truth anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Today's episode is called Market Your Heart Out. Now that might seem like an odd topic to talk about on Little Things, but I have to let you know that this month's topics are courtesy of a postcard I got from Office Max. And they had five things to do to start the year outright for businesses, of course. And I thought they weren't half bad and we can use this in our walk as Christians. So that's what we're gonna do. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. In the world, you have to market yourself. You have to market your product. You have to market your business. What I mean by that is you have to let them know who you are. And what you sell, right? Good business is all about networking. So talking to people, this is what I do, finding this person who leads to this person who leads to this person. They call that networking when you're constantly talking about what you do and this person mentions you to someone else and pretty soon other people know about you. Well, I want you to think of these things in terms of your faith. So the Apostle Paul said, thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Have you ever been walking in the mall or even in church or somewhere you walk by someone and you just catch a whiff of their cologne or their perfume? So they've passed by And the smell of them catches you a few seconds later. Well, when people meet you, they should be left thinking of Christ when you leave. You should be the aroma of Christ. Now, how are we going to do that? Well, I came up with words for each letter in aroma. So the first thing we want to talk about is attitude. And we're told exactly what our attitude should be. In Philippians, the Apostle Paul writes, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Our attitude should be humility. Never get to a point of thinking that you are too big that you don't have to somehow care for the least of these. I've mentioned this before, but back in mid-October, I started working with the elderly again. And you know, (laughs) it is such a highlight, such a privilege to work with them. Because a lot of people, not me, clearly, a lot of people see the elderly as the throwaway of society. I'm not saying every family does that. Don't misunderstand But there are certainly families who put mom or dad or grandma or grandpa 
into a facility and they don't really check up on them. They don't know from day to day how they're being cared for. They don't honestly seem to care as long as they're not their problem. And this is what I found. I love working with the least of these. They don't care what my hair looks like. They don't care what I wear. They really couldn't care less about how much money I make. They are so grateful to be around someone who cares for them. One night, a woman asked me if I liked my job. And I told her that I did. And she said, you know, I can tell you do in the way that you treat me. And my heart was like a puddle. Put me in a room with these people and I will do just fine. Because you know what? I don't have anything to prove. They don't have anything to prove. My guess is that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, none of these people were in the same social circles. Some had a lot of money. Some had very little money. They probably didn't meet each other on the street or in any of the places that they were. But you know what? When you're in a care center at the end of your life, none of that matters. You look out for each other. I see people at one table being concerned when someone at another table starts to cough. I've seen people call out for help, not for themselves, but for a friend and say, hey, you know, she's not doing well or, or this looks like it, it could be potentially a bad situation. Make sure in your attitude that when you walk away, people know that they've had an experience with someone who knows Christ. There's a quote that says, faith makes things possible, not easy. You know, having an attitude that shows people Christ doesn't mean that things are going to be easy for us. It just means that we know where we put our faith. And our faith isn't going to be in the things of this world. We know that our bodies may fall apart. And we know that from time to time we're not going to have a paycheck. But we trust in God and his ability to bring us to where we need to be. Okay, R is for road. If anyone is looking for Christ... Be the road that takes them to him. How? <laughs> well, have you ever stopped and asked for directions? I know this is less likely in the days of GPS. But I used to do this all the time. I would have my little map quest directions and maybe they'd have a wrong turn or, or there was construction and so you couldn't take the exit that you were supposed to take. So what did you do? You'd have to stop at a gas station or you'd pull over on the side of the road and try to find someone who was super friendly and say, how do I get here? And they would say, take this road and then take that road or whatever you do, don't turn on this road because it will take you way out of your way. It shouldn't take long for the people around you to realize that you will take them to Christ. Remember the Greeks in John chapter 12 who found Philip and said they wanted to see Jesus? They knew if they got to Philip that he would take them to Jesus. Now, of course, he took them to Andrew and Andrew took them to Jesus, but that's not the point. Be the kind of person who people know 
if they come to you, you're going to take them to Christ. People are hurting. It's amazing how when people find out who you are and what you're about, all of a sudden, they'll start opening up. This is happening in my life. Ooh, they're seeking direction. And they know that you can point them in the right direction. You can point them to God. You might not be able to take care of their issues, but you can take them to the throne of Christ. You can take them in prayer to the place where they can get help. Those who are wandering may want to wander. And that's fine because we can't force anybody to choose anything differently. But at least they should know that you're not the one that they're going to share their illicit escapades with because you aren't on the path to hell. So if they want to do that, if they're going to talk about that, that that happens when you're not in the room. And you're not the one who's going to stand by and let them use Christ's name as a swear word or as a curse word. You know, if they want to do that on their own time, in their own way, when you're not in the room, that's nothing you can take care of. But you're on the path to Christ and be the road that brings other people. Martin Luther said the whole being of any Christian is faith and love. Faith brings the person to God, and love brings the person to people. We are the means that God uses to bring other people to him. Okay, oh, be out of place. When you walk away, I hope people say, well, that's someone who wasn't meant for this world. (laughs) The Apostle Peter said, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against your soul. Peter plainly says, hey, look, you're a foreigner. You're not meant for this world. You're just passing through. You're far away from home. And live in such a way that the things of this world, they can't touch you. Let me give you a couple of examples. Naaman was the commander of the army of Aram. He was highly regarded. We're told he was valiant. And he came to Israel with an entourage because he wanted to get healed. He went to the king who tore his robes. Elisha said, send him to me. He came with his chariots full of clothes and cash and all his people. And Elisha didn't even come out of his house. He sent a messenger and said, hey, go dip in the Jordan River seven times and you'll be healed. And that just really made Naaman crazy. Like, he didn't even come out. He didn't even see me. Well, you know what? Elisha didn't care about all his gold and silver and all the stuff that he had. Elisha wasn't touched by that stuff. The directions were going to be the same, whether he had a lot or whether he had a little. And in fact, when he came back after he was healed, he said, um, take these gifts from me. And Elisha said, no way. Be on your way. I, I'm. This is not what this is about. Elisha was someone who couldn't be touched by the things of this world. He did God's will. He walked with God. That was all. In the book of Daniel, Daniel was the same way. When the king saw the writing on the wall and nobody could figure out what it said, and finally his mother came in and said, well, I know a man who used to be able to do this. And 
They called for Daniel, and Daniel was promised, you know, a chain and purple clothes, and I will do this for you and give you these gifts if you can read the writing on the wall. And, you know, I'm sure for some people that would have been amazing. But Daniel said, you may keep your gifts for yourselves and give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing. People do so much for popularity, for likes, for money, for fame, for a name. Don't be corrupted by the things of this world. Spend your time in God's kingdom. Spend your money on things in God's kingdom, on his work. Don't work for things that are just going to be destroyed. Mentor people. Walk with them. Live life with them. Don't live for yourself, but live for Christ. Knowing, you know, you're just passing through. This isn't, this isn't the end of the story. This is just a small part of it. Work for what is coming. In the end, work for that treasure in heaven. C.S. Lewis said, If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. We were. So be out of place. Make sure when you walk away, people are like, yeah, she doesn't really care about the things of this world. Good. That's the aroma of Christ. M is for mercy. Have a never-ending supply. Look, we live in a cancel culture. You say something that someone doesn't like. You say the wrong thing. You have the wrong political view. We will destroy you. We will pretend like you were never born. We will ridicule you mercifully, mercilessly. We will make you feel like you regret the fact that you were ever born. Okay, that's the world's way. That's not uh, God's way. Answer the phone. Answer the text even when you know that these people are going to talk behind your back. Be gracious, and then be even more gracious. Why? Because we're children of the Heavenly Father. And what did Jesus say? My Heavenly Father sends rain and sunshine on the wicked and the righteous. Jesus told the parable of the unmerciful servant. The the king called the servant to him and said, Hey, you've got this huge debt. And I mean huge. It's astronomical. And the servant begged and pleaded. He said, I can't pay this. There's no way. So the king said, okay, not a problem. Don't worry about it. Let's call it even. And then the servant goes on his way and finds somebody who owes very, very little and tells that person to pay up. And when they can't, he throws them into prison. When the king found out about this, he was furious. Why? Because he had forgiven much. God knows every little thought that goes through your mind. He knows those words that you mutter under your breath. He knows how you really feel. He knows your motives. And you know what? He still loves and forgives you. If he can forgive you knowing all that you say, think, do, 
you should be able to forgive the seemingly little that other people do against you. I love the song by Torrin Wells that's fully known and fully loved. God knows all of you and loves you anyway. He knows you completely and he loves you completely. There's a quote by David Dixon that says, Our mind cannot find a comparison too large for expressing the superabundant mercy of the Lord towards his people. Show that same kind of mercy to others. And the last letter, another A, is awe. And it's not the awe that people should feel because they got to meet you. It's the awe that they should feel seeing the God that you serve. Let them know how big your God is. As you hear about other people's impossible situations, make sure you bring them to the foot of Christ. Wow, that's not too big for God. I don't know how to solve that. That sounds absolutely horrible. That's hard. But I know who's big enough for that. I know who can do what we can't. Make sure you're not standing in the way of God or blocking out Christ's light by falling into a pit of despair or screaming because the winds and the waves look crazy. This is really getting out of control. Oh my goodness. Don't hang your head out the boat. Just despairing of life. Be the one who's got their hand over their eyes and you're looking for Jesus because you know he's walking on the wave somewhere. Sow seeds everywhere. Everywhere you go, sow the seeds of faith. Just be throwing them out in your phraseology, things that you say, in your willingness to pray for others, just in the fact that you know God and that you know that he is the one who you can thank for this little thing, whatever it is that came into your life. How will we keep the aroma of Christ strong? Well, we have to do that by going back to the word, filling up again, letting the Holy Spirit infuse us so that again, we can go out into the world and be the aroma of Christ to others. Listen, the the aroma of Christ, our perfume, our cologne, we, throughout the day, it wears off. We start to stink. We need to go back to the word And it's like putting on that cologne all over again so that as we walk past people, we are the aroma of Christ. Bob Goff said, the more we stand in awe of God, the less we'll stand in judgment of each other. We see how big God is, how much he's done for us. We stand in total amazement of how amazing God has been for us. We're not going to be judging others who are still in unbelief. We're not going to be judging others who are weak in their faith, even those who are straying. Because we know, but by the grace of God, that would be us. We're just going to love. We're just going to keep being the aroma of Christ. We're not going to be complaining. We're going to be putting our faith and our hope in a God who is big enough to handle anything. And we let God do the rest. This has been Little Things. Because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. 
If you're a faithful listener, would you rate and review Little Things? They're so much vying for time and attention, and reviews and ratings really do make a difference as to what people see. Let me thank you in advance. And don't hesitate to reach out. If you have a suggestion, I am so happy to hear from you. Thanks for being here.